So I put myself around people that were living big, that were demanding that they play a big game, that were showing up and deciding they wanna be like one of the best. There's no real best. As my one of my mentors says, one of the greats. I wanna be one of the greats. I want my work to last through my lifetime and I want it to transcend my lifetime. I want it to go beyond my lifetime. And it, it, it will, if we change lives and we activate something for another human and it changes the way that they mother, it changes the way they lead, it changes the way that they meet and greet people, it changes the way they care for their body. This stuff changes the lives of their family. It changes the lives of people out there. Like this work is so big. That's really what we were talking about and she was called, but I'm telling you, when we lead ourselves in the programs that we're meant to create, it changes us. That's, I'm about that right now. This is Nicole Sylvester, and you are now listening to Miracle Minded, the podcast, a space for feminine leadership, embodied business, and money as a spiritual practice. This is a safe space to celebrate your bigness, your magnificence, and your mission. Prepare to be expanded. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Miracle Minded podcast. This is Nicole Sylvester, and I am so glad that we are here together. My friends, I feel like it's been a while. And maybe that's because I've thought about you all so much. Like I literally was like, oh, I should drop in and share a podcast on this. Oh, I want to share this with everyone. (laughs) But it's like, there's a thing about recording podcasts, at least for me, where I want to do it from a place where it feels like this is exciting to sit down and talk about it. Like when you're meeting a friend for lunch, if you're meeting a friend for lunch and you are exhausted, you are thinking about 50 other things, like, you know, you're trying to do another task, sitting down to do a podcast or sitting down for lunch with a friend, you're not going to be the most present. But here we are. It's Sunday morning. I have nothing on the agenda today. I have been in nourishing mode all weekend and I've been focused on breaking patterns. Like I've been looking deeply at all my patterns. We all have patterns. Our life consists of patterns. We consist of patterns from communication to feeding ourselves to the way we sleep, to the way we work, to the way we handle our money, to the way that we, you know, take care of our body, whether we're moving our body, not moving our body, what we think about our body, like everything, everything. There's patterns. And I've been getting really granular, like microscope, looking, getting honest, because I am here to live my best life. And I want to share it with you because I know you are here to live your best life too. That's why we're here together. This is why we are one and the same in this sense. So let me tell you some things. What I want to cover today is just the idea of learning new boundaries Uh, I want to talk about mental health. I want to talk about a big breakthrough I had. And I have one community question that came through recently that I want to share and answer here. And this is a reminder to all of you. If you are listening to the podcast and you have not yet come and say hello, whether it's through email, Nicole at NicoleSylvester.com, or saying hello in my DMs on Instagram, my team tends to check both of them for me. But they forward the questions. They forward the things my way. So if there's something that you want me to answer, something that you want me to consider for this pod, I would love to hear. And if you have not already done so, it would be 
so big, so huge. If you could leave a review on this podcast, it's how I get this word spread all over the globe, but also it helps me get better guests. It helps me connect with more people. And I am so down for that. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. So first, let's talk about the mental health piece, because it really ties into the boundary piece. So as I've shared on previous episodes, if you did not hear, I had COVID in May. My May was not the best May, although it was such a blessing because it shook up so much for me. As a woman who is, you know, on the go a lot, raising my daughter with my two dogs, growing my business, caring for my clients, caring for myself, thinking up always new ideas, visions, you know, like I'm, I'm on the go too. Like I'm one of those people I like to go out to eat a lot. I like to go check things out. I like to go shopping. I like to just be out and about. So when you take a woman like me and we are in bed for three weeks, there's a lot of self-reflection. <laughs> there's a lot of time to talk to spirit. There was a lot of thoughts and a lot of clearing and a lot of emotions. And it was big. To me, that process was a clarification. I had a spiritual experience with it. And I have to tell you that many of you probably know this, but many spiritual experiences, like big breakthrough moments, milestone moments, are not fun. They're great. Like You're like, wow, this was exactly what I needed. But it's like showing you what you need to see, helping you see things maybe in a way that you hadn't seen them before. And for me, it was like so big. So that was really amazing. And what happened at the end of that was I was coming back to life a little bit slower, like my everyday patterns, my everyday things, you know, the normal people I do business with, the people that I hire to create things, the people that I hire for my taxes, like I had all of these things planned for May, like meetings, appointments, Zoom calls, plans for my business, plans for people to come to my home. Like I had a chef that would normally come. Um, you know, there were all these things. And when I got like a little bit better and I started making my way back into work and I still felt not my best, I felt so much pressure from the world. Like, have you ever felt that? So much pressure from the world. Everyone wants an answer. Everyone wants an invoice paid. Everyone wants you to get on the phone. Everyone wants you to text them back. And I'm like, I'm over here just trying to get my life together after the craziness that was May. <laughs> and what I've learned over the years, and I keep getting better at it, and this was an opportunity for me to get better at it, is learning my pace and what I need to be well. I used to have this thing around mental health, like mental health does have a stigma, but it's so funny because let's break this down for a moment. And this is why I don't feel this way anymore. Our physical health, why there's nothing weird with that, right? But the reality is that we have well-being and then we have what it feels like to move away from well-being. And with our physical health, if you do too much, if you're pushing, as they call it, burning candles at both ends, you're not sleeping, maybe you're not eating enough, 
or eating the right things, you're stressed, maybe you're just doing too much and your body knows it, there's a point where your body says enough and your physical health is not its best. You have to nourish and come back to center. Same thing with mental health. For me, my mental health journey has been one of like knowing when I'm being maxed out and it's really because I'm doing the things, I'm engaging in the things, I'm pushing too hard, or I don't have enough space to process and taking myself back to center. And what I've learned is that it's my, it's my choice. Like I have to make the decisions. I have to set the tone. I have to set the pace because the world will have me moving like a crazy person. All of us. Everyone wants the things on their timelines. Everyone wants the, the things done when they want it done. Now, there are things that we have like agreements, right? So if I have an agreement that I'm supposed to do something with somebody at this day and it's essential, I'm doing it. If there's something I'm supposed to do and it's set up and I do it for one year and it's a payment plan, I'm doing it. My rent is due, I'm doing it. What I want to give you all permission on is to sort of trim what is not necessary and to take time and space to like clear your schedule and do the things that are only essential. If there are things that like, you know, have been pushing or piling, it's like, that can wait. That can wait. So this takes you into the boundaries conversation. So with this, what I've learned is that I'm also an incredibly sensitive human. I already know that is part of my gifts. And sometimes it can feel not so much like a gift. <laughs> sometimes it can feel like this is a pain in the ass. Like really, if I'm not honoring it like it's a gift. Because if I'm not honoring it like it's a gift and I'm trying to live my life like, my life like everyone else, that's going to feel like crap. I see like other people have different capacity and we just have to trust our own capacity. Now, we can lean in and expand our capacity, but even that is playing on our edges. So this year I've been doing that in major ways. I've been playing with my financial capacity, making big investments. It has been wobbly. It has stretched me a lot. Let's just say that. And that has been great because I signed up for that. I have signed up internally and said, I want to be in service more than ever this year. So I've been nudging myself to my edge of like, oh, you have an idea? Go for it. Do it. You have a thing that just popped through a download? Let's just create it. Like I've been playing in this way because it feels good to do that. And when I have a moment or a period of time, like there was one week there was one week at the beginning of June where I just felt like, no, I need to like not be on my phone like that. I need to not take calls like that. There were people texting me for certain things and I was just like, I'm going to cancel this. Like I can't do this right now. And that's what I had to do. But there was a feeling that came up like, oh, are they going to think I am an unorganized mess or are they going to think that I am non-dependable because of this 
Like I had to navigate those little beliefs and feelings. And I want to share that with you because I feel like this is a very human thing to feel. And I feel as women, this is something that comes up for us. As women who are mamas, as women who are running businesses and women that don't even have a, a children or a business, like navigating ourselves in this world with all there is, the things that are at us constantly, like it's a lot. And we have to take time and have space. So what nurtures our physical health and our mental health is all sorts of self-care. But also for me, it's my spiritual connection. So it's like plugging into the biggest, grandest, brightest, wholest part of me. And it's like it overflows into everything. It's like think about charging your phone. You charge your phone and you begin to just like juice up. The, the phone starts juicing up. I feel like when I take time and I just put my phone down and I'm not on it and I don't think that I have to respond to everybody, I don't think I have to do everything, then I start to charge up. I get more juice. So I really made more time and space for that. And not in a way where it's like sit down, I have to do an hour meditation because that feels like a task and that doesn't feel good to me actually. So what I've done is I've made more time and space to go to the park, go hiking, and I take off my shoes and I literally walk barefoot through not just the grass, but on the dirt. I'm like walking barefoot. I just take time to like be with the plants. I'm looking at the flowers. I'm watching the bees. I'm looking up at the sky. I'm reflecting about life. Like I'm connecting and having meditation throughout my life. And it's having the safe space for yourself to be like, you know what? actually need time to rethink this. I need to rethink the way I want to run my business. I need to rethink the way that I run, want to delegate my team. I want to rethink who's on my team. I want to rethink all these things. Like we get to ask that and we get to ask it with love for ourselves and for others because we want the highest good for all. And sometimes these things need time and space and we deserve that. All of us, all of us do. This is why my belief is that we shouldn't push anybody into anything. This is why I'm such a big person on boundaries and consent, because we all deserve the, the right to be like, yes or no, maybe, let's see. And that's important. So with this, I want you to tune in, like rate your mental health right now. Are you operating at a shiny, bright, clear, focused, spacious 10? Are you feeling like you're on the verge of a breakdown at one? It's okay, no matter where you are. Because all of those things are the spectrum of being a human. And that's why I want to share this with you because I get a lot done and I have a great life and I feel like I rock it with my creations. I rock it with my clients. I rock it as a mom. I rock it as a woman just tending to herself and doing her things. And there's things I just don't rock. <laughs> and there's things that are hard and there's things that I'm just like, okay, I could, I could get better at this. And when we are telling ourselves that we suck because of it, that also brings down our mental health. So we want to tune into the kind of conversations we're having with ourselves. Like, what are we saying to ourselves? And does that feel nice to our body? Does it feel nice to our heart? Does it feel like it's conducive to what we're creating in the world? If not, lovingly adjust lovingly adjust and the other thing is like not taking things so personal everybody has their own process 
everyone's on their own path. Even though sometimes we can feel like we are like on the path with people and we're like, I know everything about you. Like we've been this, we've been that. And you know, whatever the dynamic is, everybody's on their own path and everyone is a sovereign being and everyone has their own way of processing and seeing the world. So we got to give each other space for this and give each other the space without judging, like less judgment, more love, more compassion, empathy. All these things are really important. So with this, the way that I was feeling, there was that one week where I was just like, ah, I feel like mm, I can't make a decision on this or I don't want to move forward with this. It was like a lot of things that were kind of like juggling like balls in the air through May. And then, you know, there was that. And it was really owning to some of the people like, you know, my mental health isn't the best right now. I just need to take more space, just taking more space and giving myself permission to just be in that space. Just like I'm calling out from work. I have the flu. You know, I need a mental health day. I need time. I need time to reconnect. Call it what you want. But we need that time. It's so important. Just like you would rest when you're sick physically, you need to rest and take space and have better boundaries when your mind needs more space and capacity. So this leading into the boundary conversation, I've had to learn new boundaries with my phone and with my like responding to everything. And this is an ongoing thing with running an online business because anyone that knows me knows how much I love what I do. I mean, look, it's Sunday morning. I could be doing anything that I want. And I am sitting here with my water with some herbs in it and also coffee that I have drank. And I'm sitting here talking to you. Like this is because this is on my heart and I truly have a calling to do this. Now, what I've had to get better at is tending to my pace. And what that really means is honoring my boundaries. This is not really about other people. It's about me. And your boundaries are about you. Where you choose to extend, where you choose to reach, where you choose to say no, not interested, where you choose to slow down, where you choose to just make your space. This is something that's so important for our physical health, our mental health, and for us to be the highest version of ourselves because we will be called to do things that require us to slow down. We will call, we'll be called to do things that require us to stretch. And in those times of slowing down or speeding up and stretching and expanding capacity, we need to be able to tend to ourselves in those times. So it's important. It doesn't matter if you're a mother of three kids that are very young. It doesn't matter if you are running a business with 100 employees. Both cases, you still need to tend to you. And you have to make time for it because you are not here to be in this ongoing sacrifice and living as a version of yourself that feels like a shell of a human. You are here to feel deeply connected to yourself so that you can feel deeply connected to others. And it doesn't mean that you have to go on you know, a weekend trip away solo every month or anything like that. It could just be that you're taking moment by moment and you're getting better and better and better at understanding these things, strengthening boundaries, being okay, talking about your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual connection, and tuning into what you need and why. 
And people that do not honor your pace, your needs, especially after you've communicated that you need it, red flag. It's a red flag. It's either a red flag like, oh, we need to have a sit down. A red flag like, are you here? Are you honoring me in this? Or are we just totally, you know, not? It's a red flag. And even with our children, we can have these conversations. Our kids should know about boundaries. Like boundaries are big. I have women that pay me thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars because they don't have boundaries. And I'm a great person to teach them. You know why? Because I had zero. (laughs) I had zero. So the better that we can get at teaching our children this at a young age, like I feel like boundaries are nothing like age appropriate. There's age appropriate ways that you can speak on them. But boundaries are important. They're really important. And boundaries are where we draw the line. Standards are where we raise the bar. That's what I always like to say. So we're looking at what are our standards like right now? Do we need to raise the bar? What are our boundaries like? Where do I need to draw the line? Where do I need to say no? Mm -mm. Or this is where I'm willing to go and no further, you know, energetically. So boundaries are big, 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 big. I have a program coming out this summer where we deep dive into the energetics of boundaries. There's all sorts of boundaries. There's boundaries with your time. There's boundaries with your personal space. There's boundaries with your energy, with your needs. Boundaries are big. Communication. All of these things are so big. There's consent imbued in so much. And we have to become aware of it. And once you become aware of it, like it changes everything. So I feel complete with talking about the mental health and just dropping into the boundaries for a moment. But what I want to talk about is a big freaking breakthrough. Holy crap. Holy crap. It shocked me. It shocked me. I have to tell you, like, I had not realized that I'd done this, had not realized I've done it. And this is why you'll hear me say this a lot, especially for those of you that are working closer with me or in my community or, you know, in my uh, programs and things like that. It's like, I'm always like, I don't know all the answers. Neither do you. The one thing that we do know is we know where our inner guidance is guiding us. We know what is feeling true for us. No one else can say what's feeling true for us. Other people can help us see patterns, unconscious patterns, and that is priceless. But at the end of the day, there's so much that we don't know, and it's continuing to unfold and unfold and unfold. And I feel that it's revealed to us when we are willing to walk the path, when we're willing to know. I like to live life with a beginner's mind. I like to stay open. I always tell people like, let's see how it all unfolds. When clients sign up with me and we're signing on to do a container, like a private mentorship container, I'm always like, I don't know what's going to happen because I don't know, like you don't know, but all I know is it's going to be magical. (laughs) It's going to be full of breakthroughs. But we stay open to see what unfolds because sometimes it will just wow you like, Oh my goodness. And I think this has just really been my experience because of what happened with my career and my calling. It came like left field for me and it changed everything. So big breakthrough. Check this one out. So the other day I was leading 
a two-day session called She Who Is Called. And it just literally came out of the blue for me to even lead it. Like I had just done unrealistic money. We started Money Miracles. That was flowing. Nothing was on the agenda immediately after. The next thing on the agenda was a program I have coming up this summer. And of course, I know I'm going to do some master classes and I have the Miracle Realm, which by the way, just got a new branding. Um, I have some things, right? But there was nothing on the agenda for right after that. So I get this feeling and it was like, she who is called. And I was like, oh, so I knew I had to lead it. So I put it on the calendar, opened it up. Some people jumped in and I just allowed whatever needed to come through to come through. I didn't know what was going to come through. I knew the essence. I knew the context of the container. But what ended up coming through was really powerful. It was about connecting to the unified field. We did some connections to the unified field, opening up, becoming available to your calling. And then we talked about like really showing up in it and like really stepping out into it. And some of the women had really beautiful breakthroughs, but I had a breakthrough. So the interesting thing is that as I'm leading this and I'm speaking life into them and into us and calling upon the energy of this unified field, this infinite intelligence, it was working on me. Now, something I started doing this year was I started declaring that it's going to change all of our lives. So I set the intention and I set the prayers before I enter into any of the containers that I'm creating is like, it's changing your life. It's changing my life. All of us are collectively going to be changed by this. That's the power of this. And it happens in unexpected ways. People get their breakthroughs in, in, in ways that they may not have expected. They may get the download that they never thought would have come. They may see something that was there all, all along. So it's been really fun to do that and it's been really powerful. So day one happens. It was beautiful. It's working on me, you know, the, the essence, the energy of the day. And then my mentor had a program that was going and I decided to catch up on the recordings because I was like, let me tune into it. It's called Cash. I really didn't know what it was about. It was supposed to be about sales, but the actual, the actual message of that day aligned with she who was called which was surprising so as I tuned into that it was like okay now this is working on me so there was so much at work and the feeling that was happening actually was a frustrated feeling I don't know it felt like something was stuck like something wasn't moving fully um and flowing it wasn't like oh my god I'm so inspired it wasn't that because something needed to pop something needed to break through so I listened to that recording while I was taking Chanel to a party. I get home to my house and I'm in bed and it, it hits me. It hits me. All this talk about calling, all this talk about context, all this talk about zooming out and holding a bigger picture for your life. I realized something that I did not realize I was doing. I saw that I unconsciously just kind of close the chapter on representing and holding space for one of my dreams, one of my visions, something that really means a lot to me and something that 
not only means a lot to me, like that's important to me, but like it's a feeling that in my body, in my soul, like this is part of my life's work in a big way. And I'm talking about my memoir, O-Shift, A Journey from Chaos to Consciousness. Some of you have read it. Some of you know of it. But there was this part of me that I didn't even know. And I just blessed this part of me and I love it. And I, you know, welcome it back into the circle. (laughs) And I didn't know, but there was a part of me that just felt like, all right, I talked about all that. It's heavy. There's a lot of traumatic things in there. It's intense. And I saw it as that. And then I'm just like, chapter close. I wrote that book. Whoever's meant to get it will get it. Whoever's meant to see it in this lifetime, they'll find it. And I did not know I, that, that I did it. Like I didn't catch the way that I did it. I didn't catch the energy that I did it with. And the other night, what I saw was that I did that. Maybe because, you know, the book, when I put it out into the world, I really represented it hard. I mean, it was a self-published book. And I took myself on a self-funded four-city book tour because I wanted to share it with people. And it wasn't like anyone that came to my book tour, you didn't come to the book tour and I just talk about the book. I actually didn't even talk about the book. I was like, uh, even then I was like, mm, we don't need to talk about this book. <laughs> I took everyone through a really beautiful process. We did breath work. We did healing. We did some forgiveness work. It was like the work that I've done to get to the transformation that I talk about in that book. That's what we did on the book tour. So it was a really beautiful experience. And people were like, sign the book. And it was just interesting. It was interesting. But then my mom died a few months after. And that really threw me off. And from that place, I feel like, and oh, well, my mom died. And then there was a couple things that happened. Like we had a fire at our one place and we had to move out, leaving everything in there. It was bizarre. I had an interesting interaction with a shaman that had me questioning questioning my entire like spirituality and my personal power. I went through a lot in a six-month span. And on the other side of the, that, what I really wanted to focus on was elevating into my queenhood. I have like literally a crown tattooed on my left forearm, if, if you've never noticed. It's purple, so it's very light. But I had it done in Bali. And I went to Bali to do a meditation teacher training. And at the time, I just felt this call that it was like time to let go of the warrior, the fighter. Time for me to let go of those stories and to step into my queenhood and like raise my standard, let everything be easy and everything be rich. And like, hell yes to that. I'm still with that. And somewhere after that, hard turn of like dealing with death, dealing with things with, you know, spiritual teachers and really all of this, I was like, I lay this down. And I did not realize that I put my book in this category of like, you're on your own now, go over there. (laughs) And when I do things like Miracle Week, I'll bring it up. Every once in a while, I'll share it. But I have to give a shout out to one of my um, Money Miracle clients, students, sisters, um, Nikki, because she actually shared the book the other day. Like somebody said, what's your favorite book or what's a book you've read recently? One of those posts. And she was like, well, I read a lot of books at the same time. But the last one I actually finished 
was O Shift by Nicole Sylvester. And it's just, it was on the day that I was swirling with all these things and I felt like calling, context, zooming out, feeling that little frustrating little swirling feeling and then I saw what she posted and then I go to share it and I was like, wait a minute. Like something landed differently. So I share it. I stay up. I'm like sharing it. And then I go to look at the book and I look at the audible and I start sharing it and I saw two comments and sometimes comments suck. Let's just be real. Sometimes they do. I've, I have some shitty ones, but sometimes when you see the good ones, it just reminds you of like, this thing is still doing what it does. So I go to share it. And when I share it, there's this feeling of like, this journey's not done. This journey is not done. Like this book has only reached however many people. I don't know, maybe a little bit less than a thousand, I'm thinking. This book, when I first wrote it, I was like, it's meant to reach millions of people. And the people that read it have really profound experiences with it. I'm not just saying it because it's my book. Sometimes I'm actually like, wow, okay. <laughs> like, wow. And even I shared on Instagram and Facebook yesterday, by the time you hear this, you know, you can go back and look at the po post and you can read some people's comments. Like, they're like, I read this book in 24 hours. I could not put this book down. I couldn't stop listening to the Audible. It inspired me. It gave me permission. Part of me was like, this book has a lot of trauma, a lot of heaviness, a lot of things that I wish I could just shut the door on unconsciously, unconsciously, I'm telling you. And I'm just going to shut the door on this book. But there was like a renewed sense of purpose that flowed through my physical body and my spirit where I was like, actually, no, this book is coming back out. So, and I got the download of the book that I have to write. Like there were some other books that I was like, yeah, I'm going to write that book. It was more of a thought out brainstormed process. But I'm telling you, the thing came down. I went on Canva. I wrote down the title or the tagline. Like it was just like, boom, boom, boom. And I like the book is just like, it's present. It's like when you're pregnant, like that's how my other book was. So there's something new that's brewing and there's a new me that's brewing. I know I'm here to be of service. I know I'm here to support others. I know I'm here to shine. I know I'm here to be a demonstration. I know I'm here to learn lessons so that I can teach you all what it's like to walk through them as a human. Because on the internet, there's a lot of people that are sharing their humanness, which I think is the power and the brilliance and the, the healthy part of social media. And then on social media, they're in like in the sales world in general there's just a lot of you know like do this make your decision change your mind but as a sensitive human that's been through a lot of things and that's a mother and that has complicated family dynamics I need more than that sometimes and other people have been my medicine so I just feel like there's new medicine that's coming through and I'm excited to get it out into the world and um I'll be in my birthing process 
as that goes. But I wanted to share that because you never know what's on the verge of coming for you. And I don't know that this would have came if I've, like this year I've made all these big decisions and it's like I put myself in a pressure cooker in a way because I wanted to get to know my limits and I wanted to get to know like what ceiling have I been living under. The ceilings we have in our life are unconscious for the most part. So I put myself around people that were living big, that were demanding that they play a big game, that were showing up and deciding they want to be like one of the best. There's no real best. As my one of my mentors says, one of the greats. I want to be one of the greats. I want my work to last through my lifetime and I want it to transcend my lifetime. I want it to go beyond my lifetime. And it, it, it will. If we change lives and we activate something for another human and it changes the way that they mother, it changes the way they lead, it changes the way that they meet and greet people, it changes the way they care for their body, this stuff changes the lives of their family It changes the lives of people out there. Like, this work is so big. That's really what we were talking about and she was called. But I'm telling you, when we lead ourselves in the programs that we're meant to create, it changes us. That's I'm about that right now. So stay tuned. And I would love to hear, like, have you ever had an experience like this? Or are you holding space for an experience like this? That's why I say don't get too attached to what you're doing (laughs) because stay open. It's going to be bigger. I always feel like God has plans for you. Spirit's plans for you are bigger than your plans. We'll base our plans on what we see other people doing. We'll base our plans on what we feel like is possible for us, what we feel like is within reach sometimes, or what we feel like, well, they've done it, so we'll do it. That's great. But your one of oneness and doing it is a unique expression, and it has to be, it comes through you. So we make ourselves available. And that's really what, the programs that I do and the, the things I teach her about. So I do want to drop this in here because I think it's important. I said that Miracle Realm was getting a makeover. It has a makeover. If you don't know what Miracle Realm is, it's my one-year immersion. The reason why I think that doing things for a year, not that I think, I know that doing things for a year and being in the commitment of it, they're so powerful. And even for me, I'm in two programs And when I had COVID for a month and I didn't work, things were felt wobbly for me. And I was okay with it because I was like, well, you signed up for the growth. You signed up for the evolution. You signed up for the expansion. You got to trust. You got to practice what you preach. You got to get resourceful. You got to do the things. And I just trusted. Like, I trusted that things were going to unfold for me. All was going to work out well. And if... I was not in two programs and under the agreement and the personal agreement that I was going to be in these things for one year, come what may. Who knows if I would have gotten back to work and gotten gotten creative. I might have just gone off to a farm like I did last May. Last May when I was living like my retired lifestyle, I literally rented a farmhouse and I was out with the goats and the ponies and eating watermelon in the jacuzzi. It was great, but my soul was like, babe, we have work to do. We have big work to do. So there was this like feeling like there's more for me and I'm not living my fullest potential. And that bothered me. I don't know if you ever felt like that. Even though I had everything I wanted and I was living the way I wanted, I traveled so freaking much. I shopped so much. My bills were so low and my income was so high. (laughs) It was crazy. 
And what I realized about that is that also has a shelf life. I got bored because my soul is like, babe, let's get to work. There's things for us. We have, we're, we're here not for a long time, but for a good time. And we have to be in this. So that's what I, that's what this year is about. It's really like deepening into that. And who knows what next year brings. Maybe I'll be back at the farm. Maybe I'll be doing who knows what. <laughs> I'm open to that though. So in that and staying in this openness, this brings me to the community question. So we had a question from the community. I'm not reading it directly from my phone right now, uh, but I am going to just give you the gist. She said, I love your podcast. Thank you for, for that. And I noticed that Nicole talks about money and creating money for living a certain kind of lifestyle. What about giving back to charity and giving back for a good cause, something along those lines. Like, what are my thoughts? What are my feelings about that? So I want to first say thank you so much for this question. And I appreciate it. I love when you all give me questions because it gives me something to bring onto the show. And I know someone else is living with this as well. So just like I said, stay open and follow your heart and do what feels true. That's my belief with money. I don't believe that we are to live with our money like everyone else and we're not going to feel the same pulls on our hearts as everyone else and that's why we have to have our own boundaries meaning like what feels true and what's a yes because otherwise you're going to be giving and maybe feeling resentful you could be giving and maybe feeling lack you could be giving and maybe feeling pressure but when you follow your heart and you give because that's your absolute truth, that feels really good. So I do believe in giving, of course, like, of course. And I give in different ways. You know, I give monthly to a foundation that I really love. I was giving the three. The other two, I was like, mm, I'd rather give more to this one that I really love. Um, and then, you know, I give to family when they need it. But again, boundaries, because sometimes it doesn't feel good. One of the things that I consider when giving back, and I invite you to consider too, because I, I had no idea about this until the last few years, is that a lot of these bigger institutions, charities, foundations, they only have to give back to the actual calls. I think it's like 10%. It's something that like blew my mind. So I want to give to people that are really on the front lines and doing the things, people that are really in it. And for those of you that don't know, like back when I first started feeling inspired, it was, I, I don't even remember the year, but I was working at New York Life. I was working in, in that realm and I wanted to give back to kids that needed smiles, like for smile train kind of thing. And I really wanted to give them money, but it was $250 per smile. And I was, and for me, someone that had, I needed a full mouth reconstruction. Like a smile was always something that like, ever since I was a little kid, I felt what it's like to feel insecure about your smile. So knowing that I was like, I want to give these kids a smile, but I was like 250, that's all I have. And this download came. 
And that was like one of the first kind of like inspired ideas I had that felt really juicy and exciting. And I was like, I should create a fundraiser. At the time, my money was tight. I mean, I was a single mom. I was working at New York Life. I was working for another agent at the time. Um, and I was just getting out on my own to be my own agent. And 250 felt like, oh, that was a lot to just give. But I wanted to. But I thought, well, what about the power of many? So I literally reached out to a surgeon, Dr. Reinish, actually, Beverly Hills, shout out to him. And he was the first surgeon I reached out to. And someone referred me to him. And I was like, I really want to help children. I know that you do these surgeries. I would love to like create a cause. We can get people to sponsor the event. I was very resourceful. That's one thing I'm, I'm, I'm very resourceful. So I was like, we'll figure this out. He said yes. So we had a surgeon on board. He introduced me to his sister-in-law. His sister-in-law had a place called Dos Gallos. And it is a beautiful, antique, eclectic showroom in Hollywood. So I go over there. It's such a cool place. And they were like, yeah, let's have it here. Amazing. So then I had met a chef. I met him at the Langham. I used to be so much more social. I'm kind of inward now. I think because of how much I create, I have like so much energy flow and I'm like, I kind of have to reserve like my energy sometimes for myself. So it's really funny. But back then I was so freaking social. Now I think about it. Um, I was at this place called the Langham in Pasadena. I was there for a New York life party and I was chatting it up with the guy at the bar next to me and he happened to be a chef. And he was a chef that worked at the Playboy Mansion, and he also had a, I don't know if it was a pop-up or a restaurant in, I forget, it's wine country, it's not Napa, but anyway, up north, California. And I kept his contact, I was the kind of person like networking, keeping people's contacts, like yes, someday I'm going to know someone that needs you and I'm going to keep it. So I called this guy, I was like, could you do this event for free? He wouldn't do it for free, but he was like, I can do it for a special rate. So... We gather some funds. I get donations. We have someone sponsor liquor because of my nightclub background. I mean, we had this thing set up. We raised, we did two of them. I raised $31,000 that year for these surgeries. It felt so good. And let me tell you the shadow side of this. It felt weird. Here's why. After that year of working so hard on all of that, I also found myself at some point not being able to even afford to get gas. Like I was strapped for cash. Like I felt it did not feel good. And I just thought, why did I think that other people were worth it, but not me? Why didn't I work harder to create more money? That was interesting. I'm just sharing exactly how I felt. Some of you might be like, you should do that. But I don't believe that. So they deserve it. And so do I. It was just an interesting thing for me. It was like, I wanted to help them, but I still didn't have my teeth done. I still felt insecure. That really was a wake-up call for me. It was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It made me feel some things. And I decided that I have to take care of myself too. So that was an interesting time. Now, I've always been someone that like gives 
and like I would be at my spiritual center and I would have $30 to my net worth, $30 net worth, <laughs> like literally. And I would give $5 because I just believe that it's always coming back to me. So that's the flip side of all of this. Now, full circle moment so that you understand the full circle, like how everything's working out and we don't know how it's working out. Don't judge the immediate bad for the overall good. So one of the guys that was at that fundraiser event, his name was Dominic. Shout out to Dominic. I think I even shout him out in my memoir in the acknowledgments because he just, he literally was like one of my earth angels. So he was just like, you are such a great person. Like, I'm so glad you did this. Like he gave a lot of money. I think he gave a few thousand dollars to the first one and some more on the sec second one. But he saw me posting inspiring things. And he saw that I announced that I wanted to help women. And he wrote me and he said, there's a thing that I think you should go to. Like, have you ever heard of Tony Robbins? Isn't that funny? Have you ever heard of Tony Robbins? At the time, I didn't know much about Tony Robbins. It was like not in my realm, right? And he said, there's this event. It's in Fiji. It changed my life. I feel like if you go, it's going to change your life. He was like, I want to gift it to you. Can I tell you that this guy gifted me because of that charity that I did, because of that event that I did, that I also was like, damn, this really depleted me. <laughs> he gifted me a trip to Tony Robbins Life and Wealth Mastery in Fiji and first class flight. So here I am, barely getting by, literally just living. I was just living at this point, like, because time had passed. I was living in my girlfriend, Mandy. I was living in her guest bedroom with Chanel. And I get gifted a trip to this transformational event in Fly First Class. I felt like, hallelujah. Like, that whole song came on. Like, that was when I was like, what? So I was like, this is too good to be true. Like, this is amazing. So anyway, I go to this event. And it was really funny because I thought it was going to be different than it was. I thought it was going to be like meditation, ordering you know, ordering coconuts and all this thing. No, it was challenging. I was triggered. I wanted to leave. I was over it a few days in. That's a whole other topic. But let's just say this. It changed my life. You have to juice cleanse. Like I got there and they're like, they're like, here, here's a shot of oil. And here's a shot of wheatgrass. There's your breakfast. I'm like, what? <laughs> like at the time I was not, up, I was not, that willing. These days, I'm a lot more willing. I'm like so willing. I, I live in a deep surrender in a lot of ways. Back then, I was defending my deficiencies a lot more. So it was a whole interesting experience. But let's just say that when I got back from that thing, that's when I started my, I built my website. That's when I started putting things into action. So there's full circle to everything. There could be something in your life right now. And you're like, why did I do that? And then you never know what's going to come from it because karma, karma. But I still, even though all that good came from it, I still feel like I'm more mindful of like wanting to save people. And I don't believe that we should save anyone. We need to nurture ourselves. We need to care for ourselves and give in a way that feels good. So that was my long riff on my journey with learning how to give and what feels good to give. And I feel like for you, wherever you are, you have to decide 
Not because some woman asked you, not because your mom and dad told you should, not because the church told you. You have to decide. Each of us has to decide what feels true on our heart, not because of guilt, but because of love to give. And what are the foundations that are on our heart? I like giving to where I like to give, but there's people that have been like, well, why would you do that? There's all these people suffering. Why would you do that? There's all this thing happening over here. Good. That's where your heart is called to give. You go give. I'm going to give over here because we need, we're all being collected and called. We're all being called from the collective. That's what I meant to say. To give. And we can't all fight the same fights. We can't all source the same things. It's perfect design that some of us are called to give to certain things. It's perfect. It's perfect. So I hope that answers your question. I know I gave you a lot more than just talking about charity, but um, the reason why I talk about all of us having more money is so that we can do whatever the heck we want to do with it. And however our life calls us to do it and know that things are seasonal. So I believe in integration. I believe in extremes and then integration sometimes. So it's like you go hard on something, you go full in on something, and sometimes you integrate all of it. That's what integration is. So for time, you may have to give a lot more to stretch yourself. And then you integrate what's a good amount. And then there's times where you're like, I've been overgiving. I'm depleted. Let me stop. Let me give purely to myself. And then let me integrate giving back it again. So we get to find our ways. We get to find our ways with this. So my friends, I'm going to link my book below. And from just my heart, and I want to ask a favor. If you've read the book and it's changed your life, could you share it with someone today? Because I'm back on my mission of letting this reach millions of people. That would mean the world to me. It's on Audible. If you've not listened to it yet, I actually read it myself. Um, you can get the actual physical book from Amazon. There's Kindle version as well. Before we sign off here, I want to say one more thing to you. Because you know what happens in the beginning of the year, right? We get very intentional. Start reflecting on who we've been, what we've been doing. There's a sense of, okay, another year is here, another year is passing. This is my life. How do I want to live it? What am I going to lean into? But I'll tell you that as the year goes on, there's these feelings of maybe things didn't work out the way you wanted it to go. Maybe your big plans, your big launches, your big ideas didn't pop off the way you would have liked. You start to lose steam, you start to lose confidence, and maybe you back off from some of the big things. There's so much mindset in this. It's some energetics, there's strategy, there's science here. There's science to why this happens. There's also science to creating a new way. And what I want to do with you is spend four days together, deep dive into the practical and spiritual, the feminine, the masculine, the planning, the projecting, and opening your heart to the realm of true possibility. This is the mid-year revelation. I told you earlier in this episode that there was something and 
it's big, yet the investment is small because I really want this for anyone in my community. And what we have to understand, all of us, we have to understand that there's investments that we make, right? There's investments we make. We make an investment every time we sit down and watch Netflix, not because you paid the 20 whatever dollars it costs. I don't even know how much it costs, but it's like you invested your time. You're taking an hour or maybe three hours of your life and you've invested it with that show, with that, that television thing. But what I'm inviting you to do is invest four days in this process. Invest the money. It's under $200. Invest this money to recalibrate yourself, to realign yourself with the highest good, to set a process and plan in place, to truly break free of patterns and behaviors, cycles and spirals, to shift into a new timeline. Because right now you're on track for a certain timeline, but we can upgrade, we can elevate, and we can shift track. And that's what this is about. So it's starting on July 6th and it goes for four days. It's happening at 11 a.m. Pacific and that's 2 p.m. Eastern. Wherever you are in the world, just pick up your iPhone and I hope Android has it, but you can Google it, look at the time clock, figure it out. But you also get replays and the replays are limitless. So you can watch them forever as long as you'd like. But if you work this process, you're going to shift the way this summer is going. You're going to shift the fall. You're going to shift the end of year and really beyond. So don't wait for another new year. Let's drop in now. So that link is down below the mid-year revelation. It's going to be all of our socials. And of course, you can always get into the miracle realm, my one-year full access immersion. It includes everything besides mastermind and in-person experiences. There's so much that's happening in this realm. And it's truly a one-year activation because there's something about a woman that says, I'm in this thing for a year. There's no like leaving the conversation like you're in it. You're going to be going through highs and lows because you're a human and that's what humans do. But when you are supported throughout the whole time and there's this higher ground that you get to step back into, it changes you. And that's the kind of commitment that I'm, I'm playing with and cultivating that we're together collectively creating in the miracle realm. So the miracle realm has a lot going on and I just made a big announcement over the weekend but I've added a somatic spiritual session. So there's one mentorship call a month where you can directly ask me a question, get direct feedback. This is priceless. It's literally the price of the program is now these two sessions it could be, like literally. So there's two sessions a month and then whatever programs are going on. So this program, Mid-Year Revelation, literally did not exist last week. It came to me as a download and I thought, okay, I'm going to put this together. Let me sleep on it. Let me sit on it. And I did for two days. And then here we are with the mid-year revelation. And my ladies in the miracle realm are, they just got done with She Who Was Called. They're in Money Miracles for all the live calls. They're having the miracle realm calls. And then they're also going to be in the mid-year revelation. And we have some things coming up. We have some big programs coming up and we also have some masterclasses. So my friends, if this is something that calls you, I'm going to drop the link below. You're just plugging into me and all the magic we're creating for one year. It's going to be profound. You're going to be a different human on the other side. And we keep the standards high. We keep the conversations high. 
and we do the work, mind, body, spirit. So my friends, I'm sending you so many blessings. Thank you for sharing the book. Thank you for getting the book. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for listening today. I hope this message really landed for you. I would love to hear your favorite part. If you've not said hi to me yet on Instagram or Facebook or somewhere in the world of the webs, come say hi. Let me know who you are. I love to meet my listeners online, virtually. And if you feel called to meet in person and spend an intimate weekend together, Miracle Minded, the live experience is happening October 14th and 15th in Newport Beach. This is a deep dive energetically, spiritually, mindset. It's the wealthy woman meets the devoted woman. We are dropping in and it is going to be so potent. I can't wait for it. I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's a special experience. And right now we have special pricing. It's only $555 for both the two-day session. I mean, imagine yourself at this hotel in Newport Beach. It just opened VEA. You're there. You're having a little sunset cocktail or a sunset mocktail with some new women that you met that are deeply devoted to their purpose, their voice, to showing up and taking up space. They're leaning into that. All of us in the room last year were changed. Like women were manifesting the craziest things. Like there was one woman that manifested a... 14-day trip to Greece, and she literally put that on the altar. You know, we were working with altar magic and the collective energy of all of us. There were women that totally manifested, like, new business ideas, new clients that dropped in. Someone manifested a big financial breakthrough. It was in the realm of six figures. So, you know, there was a lot happening, and I was shifted in that. Like, it changed me. The energy was potent. It was so beautiful. But the thing is, is If there's an opportunity to gather in person, I'll tell you that it's unmatched. It's an unmatched experience. And yeah, you have to get away from the house and you have to invest in sometimes a flight, sometimes a hotel room. But at the end of the day, you are going to be a different human because of it. And part of this whole power is you getting out of your home. You getting out from what you do every day, it opens your mind to create a new possibility. And this year, we're just going to drop in and we are going to create so such powerful energy. It's going to be like we are all walking out of that room, lit up, bodies alive, activated. So right now, the pricing is $555 to join us. And that includes the two-day event. It's nine to five daily and there is a lunch break. You go out with the ladies. There's so many options. The thing I like about having the event where we're having it is it's at Fashion Island, which is like a luxury shopping center in Newport Beach. It's right across the street from that. And there's just, I mean, you could go buy yourself a Louis Vuitton bag. You could go have a beautiful blowout. Like all the things you need are right in that area. My favorite gelato place. I used to live right there in Fashion Island when the pandemic hit. So I'm a fan of the area and it's just going to be a beautiful, beautiful experience. But I'm excited for this intimate journey. And if you are feeling the call and you want to gather in person, it's the only in-person event I have on the calendar for the foreseeable future. So I would say join us. 
I'm so excited for it. The link is down below. My friends, just, I'm, I'm loving you. I'm sending you so much love. May you look in the mirror today and see that you are love. Remind yourself, I am love. And share love everywhere you go. Let love transmute all the things because you are being guided and you are loved and you are held and you are divine. Until next time. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. It's time for you to shine your light and let your heart be felt by those around you. I don't want you to forget that you are a miracle. If this episode inspired you, please share with someone you love. One simple share can open up a brand new world for someone and you hold the power to spark that. If you haven't already done so, I'd love to have your review on this podcast. Your reviews and ratings of this show mean the world to me. Take a moment to leave your review on iTunes and send a screenshot to my team at support at NicoleSylvester.com and we'll send you a gift of gratitude. Until next time, tune into your miraculous nature and lead with your heart. You are needed.